Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is going to be incredibly interesting and I think you guys are going to be really enticed about what we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to keep it pretty short. This is all about traveling, living an alternative lifestyle and you'll definitely, you'll definitely hear your fair share of interesting stories and yeah, exciting and exciting. Oh my god, I'm being so awkward but like really can't wait to unpack all of this with Hamish. So yeah, Hamish the Hildebrand, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> this is Hamish, everybody. Hello, um, I'm Hamish. Yeah, um, we went to the same school for like three years. No, yep. yeah, three years. I've known it since I was 13, so quite a while. Like we're 20 yeah. now, which is mad. But yeah, just want to start. <laughs> it's not bad, it's aging, it happens to us all. So <laughs> it's, not, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just want to dis- disclaim mm-hmm. that we're not professionals, so all the advice given is to our knowledge. We're literally just yeah. you tapping our way through life and Hamish is sharing his journey, his experience. So please be kind, please be open. Just there's no need for judgment. So you can't <laughs> just get straight into it. Yep. So we went to boarding school together and I think we should just talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a incredibly enticing but also strange experience. Yeah, it's not Hogwarts. A lot of people think it will be, and it yes. really isn't. It's... Oh my god! <laughs> um, That's what so many people yeah. say. Yeah, I think like I don't know. Um, certainly, for some people, it can work, and I don't think Marlborough College Malaysia was that bad in terms of like um, the boarding school experience. Maybe on your side was different because uh, you had a. Well, I, d- I hate to say evil housemistress, house but... <laughs> oh my god, okay. So we're really going to expose her. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was a very different experience, but I think, like, I took the positives because I met, like, a great group of pe- like great group of people. It was a good experience. Yeah. But obviously, like, fun. yeah. Well, yeah, there were so many things that we did there that couldn't be, like replicated in any other place like running through the beagle hashes do you remember that oh <laughs> like, my um, god yes <laughs> so we'll explain for some people who don't know on the podcast basically it's a it's an old expat tradition which is um uh to run through the jungle basically after a bunch of hares they're called which are people who are running in front of you and we used to do this as like 13 year olds in the middle like the amount of people who got lost like <laughs> oh my god that was insane and, yeah yeah and it's like um as well should we talk about coming back as well like after yeah. Marlborough because I feel like when I came back I was in just as an alien situation as like when I when I uh, left and first came to Singapore like I because I would I'm 
put me in a jungle now or put me in a hot place or somewhere with snakes or loads of bugs or whatever, I'm fine. Uh, but in England, I feel like I can't, um, a lot of the social, the, the like, um, I don't know. I just felt like that everything was heightened, like all the things that I didn't like about Marlborough, like the slight uppityness, the slight poshness um, was heightened when I came back to England and the divide. What yeah. do you think? I mean, like, to go off the, your point about the people, Ash, I think people have to realise that like we were forced to do that. It wasn't choice to run. It wasn't like, yeah. oh yeah, we, we wanted to run through the jungle. No, we were forced to do it. But yeah. at the end of the day, it was it was fun because we had that great. experience and we can talk about it. But yeah, like on your point about, I think with the journey and the experience that we had living in Malaysia, like obviously it's a hot climate, it's a different culture. But when you move back to yeah. the UK, it's you like, even if you're from the UK, like you're Scottish, like you're English. Yeah you went back and like there was like s- some aspects in some aspects it was like a massive culture shock like I don't know yeah. if, like I'm wrong but like I feel like when you move if you live like if you lived in Singapore and Malaysia for like most of your life and then you mo- like moved back to the UK for sixth form mm. and at that yeah. age you had like gone through puberty you've had like different experiences it's so changed and all all of the people yeah. around you have changed as well and you mm-hmm. haven't been there especially yeah. sixth form such a crucial time like everyone's already yeah. mates like i went to a school where that you could literally start from five and that some people i know have been mm-hmm. there from five i know people who haven't left scotland like that's that's oh, a ridiculous wow. fact to me like why <laughs> And it's not because they're 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 poor or anything. Because my school's very expensive. They just haven't left Scotland, and I just think, yeah. and of course, like you're going to have a different view, having been and also traveling around. Like we did, I'm, I'm sure you traveled around Southeast Asia as, as probably more than me. Cause you've been there longer, but um, I traveled around pretty much everywhere except for Laos, Laos, and India. I, I didn't go to, to India. Yeah, I haven't been to India or. Cambodia. Oh, Cambodia is great. It's just like, I think what people forget is like, when you live in that country, you don't necessarily do like all the tourist things that people expect you to have done. Like, I could ask you if you've been to every single tourist attraction in Scotland. Like, I bet you'll be like, (laughs) I haven't done most of it. Like, I've done some. I've done a a few, but yeah. Yeah. Like, no, there's this thing is like when you when you live there as well like there's the you you get the local the local sort of perspective much better and Mm. you sort of become a local like even i was out in corsica to just skip like a few years ahead uh but we'll come back to the whole boarding school i was in corsica for three months working and i it felt Mm -hmm. like home by the end of it and leaving that even coming back to england was still less of a culture shock than the eight years but like you definitely once you stay there more than like I would say even like two months you you start to like really connect with the people around you and you are so used to those surroundings to the point where like when you get back in like it doesn't necessarily feel like home like for me like when I moved when I was when I went back for juices when I went to the UK for sixth form and then I went I went for uni Whenever I would come back, I'd just be like, this is weird. Okay, now I have to yes. get used to a routine to get to feel like 
okay you know and like it's just so weird yeah i i definitely like um i think the the culture as well especially where i was in lower six was not um good for me because like i was coming back and i was trying to i don't know especially almost recreate myself from from this like malaysian person because the first thing you're told is like subconsciously oh don't talk about malaysia because like literally the first thing they'll say they'll they'll do to you is make fun of your stories about malaysia and i got called in malaysia for a very long time just as like a name and yeah (laughs) uh, and it's and they don't realize because it's it's not you like bragging or anything it's just the stories you have from your past um i think so yeah stories in particular are so weird and so interesting so like yeah. having that experience is like you want to share that but you don't want to come across as yeah. like annoying arrogant or yeah or annoying yeah. or gap year student basically but before oh the God. gap year. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and so i i was trying to recreate myself at the same time to try and fit in with this thing and like i found doing that i just became there's a a real especially i don't know if if Sherman has it, but there's a real like right wing, um, almost like and and cap and cap, which is like um, alt right sort of stuff in 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 these schools that I found. And I like I was I was drawn to that by a friend, and I was mm. like, um, it literally took me like a good two months, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't believe in any of this. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm just doing this because I want to fit in, basically. Which is really weird to think that like this is the place where most of our our leaders come out of and there's this really like in Eton um did you know that the word for for something being really good or great is rape what? that's the yeah that's oh a word and, like what the fuck <laughs> yeah that's just, that's a bit weird <laughs> and and I, I you can ask any Etonians and they will tell you the same like. And they don't see it as a bad thing they've been brought up with it, but like that is pretty bad. (laughs) That is really bad because it's like they normalize that word into something that like Mm. is normally like perceived and looked at as as in a completely different way. And I think that's such a strange like thing to have. It's all boys' schools, I think. (laughs) I mean, for Shabin, I don't think we had that, but I feel like there were certain things said and certain like obviously like the slang that we had and just the I feel so bad saying it but like it just kind of felt like there were like figures of authority that like made it seem like it was such a government-run place like yeah I'm not saying that like it was incredibly like political at all but it was like Mm. it just felt like there's there's a system you can't get yeah, out of the system a, yeah yeah you can't yeah, that's so like true. steer away from it you have to stay in this this idealized system that we've put in place for you because this is what mm. all the old old shabodians like morbirians and like people from yeah. like way before had done as well and it's like can you keep up with the times like do you realize that like yeah. we're evolving we're, we're, we're changing yeah it's so true. Like, um, well, I think that's the whole A-level system, to be honest. I think examinations are a really backwards way of, of um, dealing with 
how to like assign people to jobs which is basically what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. but again like we've been proved it's proved time and time again that like a levels have no mark of intelligence like i've met people who are extremely intelligent like um in uh, well yeah also that comes to what we define intelligence as like uh there's a famous quote i can't remember who it's by but it's like when david beckham hits a a football um, at the perfect angle and the perfect with the perfect timing and the perfect amount of force all calculated subconsciously in his brain and then applied through his muscles which have been honed and through his own work is that not a form of intelligence like yeah there's like a miss like people misconstrued this like Mm. analogy of like there's like like you have to do things in a systematic way in order to succeed and i think that's such a like like you said it's a backwards way of thinking it's a backwards way of like saying this is how you yeah. do well in life this is how you'll find happiness See, I was this like, is how you'll be successful and it, it's not true as well it doesn't work all the time because like this is the thing about humans i was listening to a, a podcast uh joe rogan obviously pick up <laughs> um and graham hancock and i can't remember who else but i'll yeah and they were talking about the way that we evolve and um we create systems and systems are good things like they're they're good for for helping us like we are a system as well we're we're a bunch of systems um but the problem is we also get stuck in in systems so for about um a million years we no it wasn't was it was it a million years i don't know but for for a very long period of time we used the same stone tool um just consistently then we created a new stone tool um, and we, uh, we spent like pretty much the same amount of time just with that stone tool. We were locked in the system that this is the only thing that works basically and we were passing it down. I think we're in the same system now, like we're in a system where liberal democracy has been the, the um, only option for so long. Um, like basically what since the 70s now uh, and even communism wasn't like really an option because it was it was kind of just fascism like let's be honest yeah anyway um yeah so we've been in that same system and now people are like something needs to change but they they're so stuck in the system that they they think that uh, the system is 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 something sentient almost it's something like beyond us they the system is the new god capitalism is the new god etc i don't know what do you think about that yeah, I mean, it's, like, such a hard, like, it's, like, an ongoing topic and it's an ongoing discussion because I feel like when it comes to this particular thing, like, it's just the way that this whole, like, it seems, like, so democratic and it's just, like... Well, it's, it's ruled it's by like, money, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, like, people only care about money and, like, and they think money is the answer to happiness. And I feel like that's such, or like a bad way of thinking because like you have to view it in a different way because with like society nowadays, we're so like open and we're so free and we like speak our minds. But I feel like there's still a lot of topics that people don't want to talk about because they're very, they're very scared. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know, certainly like politics is now more and more becoming 
well, actually, it's always always had a generation divide, like since the sixties. But it's odd that the the people who were you know fighting against their parents in their generation are now fighting against their children, pretty much on very similar topics, which is that um, we shouldn't have to um, do things that we hate in order to keep surviving. Surely in my philosophy and a lot in, it's kind of a, a Zen philosophy, uh, Zen Buddhism, which is that life is essentially a game. Life is essentially, which sounds depressing, but it's not. Um, you create your own meaning in a game and a game could be serious or not. Have you ever played Risk? That, that game could get very serious <laughs> very quickly. <Yeah. laughs> um, but, and a game could be fun. But the whole point is, if you really want to be happy, you have to find a way of, of playing um, and making, basically uh, making your play worth something, making what you love to do, what makes you happy worth something and I think that's what really people should be searching for and it can come yeah, in all for form mm-hmm. I feel like because my just, like I, I was yeah I mean yeah it's so hard because when it comes to how the world is now and like how like our generation especially mm. we're like you can do your own thing you can be happy in your own way you can direct your way of life like do whatever you want like mm. you don't have to go to this go through that system of being in uni you don't have to do like these exams to like prove how smart or talented you are you can just do what you want to do and I think with that old mindset I think that's embedded especially in like our parents and their parents before that like it's like they were brought up with you need to be successful if you want to be successful you need to go through the system well, I, I mean, I, you know me, and you know that I'm not a Christian, but I hate to bring up the Bible. But there is a passage which said there is, there is a time for every uh, thing on earth, a time to dance, a time, etc. And um, I think there was a time for the system that we are currently living in. And I think it's done great things. Like, you can't deny that capitalism or the, this system of capitalism has done great things for science and stuff. But I just think now we're coming into a different age. We're coming into an age when we need to scale uh, scale back and uh, how would you say it? Specify, scale back mm-hmm. and specify. Specify yeah. what we need now and like what we what our goals are. Like we did that in mm-hmm. the sixties. We got off the fucking earth. Like we got to the moon um, and yeah. we we specified what we wanted. Although it was kind of a whole against communism thing, which undermined yeah. it a little bit, but still. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. It's like we need to stop the 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 yeah because it's leaked out into society as well. Would you do you think like the the competition aspects that's helped yeah. cap, that had had helped capitalism has now leaked into society? Mm. Would you say like, like if you look at our history and like not just like specific about countries but like our history in general, we've been through mm. a hell of a lot. But yeah. I feel like this society now we're not making that much growth we're not really like using all the resources that we have right now to really like push our way through and like make it to the top like make it to where we all want to be i think we're Mm. like all held back because there are misconceptions put in place because yeah there are labels and stereotypes 
definitely. Um, I think as well, like, um, it's because we, 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 we've created this sentient sort of system. Like, people talk about the, this, this idea of money as if it has a life. Like, oh, the stocks went down, as if that was external. But that's, 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 that's actually directly linked to us. All that is, is a bunch of people, um, you know, like uh, it, a bunch of people putting, putting ideas together, essentially is what the stock market is with this medium of money, this medium of money, which helps us like barter, essentially. But we talk about it as if it was a sentient thing as, and as if we can't like, and in, as if it, it, it is, like necessary for life but yeah. it, it really isn't i was uh, this is so confused like confused in a lot of um, people's minds mm-hmm. is like i was talking to someone and they were like of course you need money um you need food and i said where does food come from and i said that, uh, well they said oh i don't know a tree but you've got to pay the person to pick it it's like why don't you just plant your own tree grow your own food like yeah mother earth gives the food like the the farmer is the medium for mother earth that's all he is yeah. it's not there's like we... so many connections to and like yeah. those connections are so easily like replaceable and you could do that for yourself and i feel like we're so used to depending on other people that it's so yeah. hard for people to like realize yeah i can do this for myself yeah i could be Live more innovative by... yeah yeah and like it's literally been so long that we've been actually free that we have lost the the idea of freedom like we think we're free now walk to south america from america you can't you're not free Mm -hmm. like you're not free you you have to pay taxes you have to um you know there's no place for you to farm if you're just you don't have anywhere you can't farm Mm -hmm. land because that's owned by someone now or it's owned by a government like there's Mm -hmm. where's communal land where all these ideas like that actually allowed us to to build a community have have just been um taken away by and and in the ideas of freedom as well that's what that's what really is the the fuck you is that are we allowed to swear on this sorry yeah that's fine (laughs) yeah Um, i think what's so shit is that like but if you look at like how our, how our ancestors' lives were back then, they were mm. able to walk for days, walk for months, yeah. for years to get, and that was freedom because they did for themselves. Like they had to make that initiative to mm. be like, I'm gonna do this. But with the way the like government works now, it's just like there's so many rules and so many like yeah. policies set in place for us to live this life that basically they're leading us to. Like we're based, like, I don't want to say that we're all in a, in a cult, but we're all following. We are definitely a cult. Yeah, definitely a cult, I would we're say. We're following like someone's idealized version of a perfect life for- Life. <laughs> yeah, for and it's just like, yeah. why, why is that like, why is that okay? Why is that system put in place? Why does that happen? Like, no one knows. And why is it so concrete? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's just, and I don't, I'm not a, an Illuminati person or anything like that. Um, I think it's literally just um, the eye, it's, it's got a, 
by accident that these people are doing it. They're clinging on because it's what they lived through. The time has passed for that system, but um, by, they, still, they still view every other system as the same they did communism, as, as the same they did fascism. So how can they, like, how could they give it over? So they're, they're, they're actually, they've got good intentions, I suppose. A lot of politicians, are, 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 some of them maybe not, some of them are in, in there for the money or the power. But um, but I don't believe it's like an Illuminati doing something underneath. underneath. I think it's literally by accident that we've we found ourselves in this situation with an old system that's no longer working and mm -hmm. people still clinging on to it. Yeah, I feel like I, it's going to be like yeah. a long, a long period of time to finally be like, yes, I'm seeing this change. I'm seeing the changes in our society and seeing the changes in our life because I feel like for most of like our 20 years of being on earth it stayed the same like I think yeah. the biggest thing that's definitely like changed is technology social media yeah definitely and the internet and stuff like that well yeah well we also had 9-11 like and yeah. shit like that in my life yeah I mean course, I was yeah. only one but, but um yeah it's pretty mad to to think. I think technology like social media now ha can become a real problem. Um, mm -hmm. Like obviously the benefits are amazing, but we we have to think. It's like, would you want if 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 someone a thousand years from now looks back on um, our society, like at this yeah. moment, what have we got? Fucking. <laughs> TikToks with yeah like we have nothing we have nothing to prove yeah. we have nothing to show our grandchildren for them to be like wow we have art changed. we have art yeah we have art and stuff like we do there are people like who who are doing stuff but like also like I think we only have social media to really show technology to yeah. show from our generation and that's yeah, so, that's in some ways, like people are like, oh my God, that's amazing. We found a way to connect with other people, but like. They've done great stuff. Like Facebook fucking started the um, um, Arab Spring, pretty much. Like that was all pretty much done by, by Facebook. Um, well, not done by Facebook, but done through Facebook. They've, it's done great stuff. Definitely like, like it's done amazing things for our society. It's mm. shown how like how like similar we are yeah well. deep we can go and like how we could like venture into different things and like obviously with like mm. with youtube and like instagram like yeah, we've been yeah. given an outlet of like showing like using our voice speaking our mind yeah but how is that but, in um, comparison to people fighting for their lives yeah and the thing is as well, like, um, I've got two things. What was I going to say for something like, uh, yeah, I, I saw an advert recently as well. This is the real problem I have with social media is the like front facing side, I suppose you would call it like photos of yourself. I saw an ad recently, which said uh, it was for a Photoshop like app. And he said, it said, um, Photoshop is the new standard. Go, go ahead take photos that break the internet and that's something like that little girls and got like everyone's seeing and I just think it's it's an awful like the the human body is possibly like the most in uh like interesting and like 
in terms of actual working like it, it's so mm-hmm. complex in in a yeah. in a manner that like we we sh- we and yet we we're, we're like talking about symmetry as if it's important like i would i'm much more interested in someone's mind than if their face looks straight like yeah. <laughs> i'm not we have to escape this animal we have to live more and more like in the the conscious mind i think yeah like, or even train our subconsciouses i think as well like do you ever talk to your subconscious so, what's so upsetting is that people are like I have to look a certain way. My face needs to look symmetrical. I think people have to realize that every inch of them is like beautiful in their own way, but as well as like, we're all different. Mm. We're not, we're not the same. Like we're all unique. Yeah, yeah. But literally. And everyone, everyone's idea of beauty is so different. Like, yeah. um, So I mean, the one thing I, I have a problem with, like, and I, I'm, um, I'm an anarchist, so I don't really like, I take from, I take from a wide scope of opinions and I look at all of them and I think, what ones do I agree with? I don't really uh, consider whether it's left or right policy because anarchism sort of like, apart from that, I mean, yeah, it's left wing in terms of it promotes liberty and equality for all. So like um that's inherently left-wing but it also like i have a real problem with um like some of the people who are promoting um like positive body image which i think is a great idea firstly and i think everyone should even if 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 um you are at an unhealthy weight which it which it is i think that's something that that needs to be kept though that it is like there are Mm -hmm. there are unhealthy weights there are things like our bodies are not meant to we are we're hunter gatherers we're meant to move all the time like we're meant to be um yeah healthy so like i think there is unhealthy weights and like that is a a, a problem you st- still shouldn't be awful to the person it's like what would you be awful to a person um with like i don't know a cough or something something changeable like, would you be awful because they've got that cough? Like, I don't know. It's a very interesting and quite heated topic right now about yeah about that. There's, like, different perceptions when it comes to, like, these things when it comes to, like, finding that balance. that balance. And, like, I think people misinterpret what it means to be perfect and for you to be yourself because... Yeah. There's so many steps, like, you know how, like, people are, like, like, girls especially, we all, like, look at this, like, size zero body, size, like, this thin, like, skinny, and, like, perfect, like, jawline, perfect nose, perfect facial features, like, it's, like, you don't have to look like that, you don't need to be like that. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Every human, like, is... I think has an insecurity about their body or something about them. Like there is no perfect human. And I think it's like in our imperfections that actually like make us real, make us actually human, not just Instagram photos, which I think (laughs) more and more we're trying to become Instagram photos, good Instagram photos. That's it. Like there's only a front that's put it up for like Instagram. Like I have to, 
be perceived in certain ways for people to accept me but it's not about accepting someone it's about like being fluid with your mind and being able to post whatever you want to post like there shouldn't be a system like again there's another system put in place for instagram i'm not against yeah i'm not against like putting up a photo of yourself like fair enough i like you look great in that photo put it up i don't care but like but um but i don't know i think when you see these instagram posts and they're all photos of them like um i think that that i think narcissism is 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 becoming much more of a a problem and i Mm -hmm. think it's changeable as well i think all of these mental afflictions are changeable like um because we our brain grows we we know that we have neuroplasticity to a certain sense certain um extent and um so i don't think like you're stuck in being a narcissist i think a lot of people may have become narcissists and yeah and i think social media can encourage that and i think also Mm -hmm. yeah go on no you go on i think like it's just (laughs) it's so hard for you to really like because i think with certain words like people don't actually know what nos like some people don't actually know what being a narcissist is and i think Mm. if you were a narcissist like like yeah yeah you don't know that and like there's so many like negative like assumptions put against these like certain terms Mm. like i was taught like in like the other podcast episode she my friend was talking about like how she um when she when we were like talking about like how people like put up words like depression and anxiety and they use that Mm. as feelings but those aren't feelings like of course you can feel that certain way but like it isn't like a zero to a hundred effect if you get what i mean like it's not so like something you feel depressed so you are you are a depressive essentially is yeah yeah i don't i think with those things as well as like if you hang on to those feelings you're likely more and more to become depressed and um anxious because you're playing that game like mm-hmm. i i found with my um so i'm i'm uh like i what i said i'm not gonna say what i am i don't know what i am i was diagnosed with um bipolar tendencies when i was in singapore i came back here saw the doctor once and they said oh you're fine but the thing about bipolar is it's depends on the day really yeah so um um and i know that i did underplay several things in that but i don't i don't think i'd want to be on uh the list anyway here because i i don't really have the greatest respect for um a lot of mental health ideas like the ideas of like putting a lot of people a lot of pills in you and stuff i think Mm -hmm. it's something you need to address and you and you need to recognize the things that will affect you and the the way that you can deal with your moods because if you you're on this stuff i don't know i don't i don't i couldn't do it anyway yeah Yeah, what was i talking about something (laughs) yeah i we've like lost our train of thought but like yeah yeah i think i'll tell you something uh, that will definitely oh (laughs) 
you can no, go. I think you what's go. like really interesting is that like something that you did experience, like you sailed across the Atlantic. Mm. I think yeah, that's such an uplifting and like very like experience led journey that you went through. So like what like what well, went I was, your head? I was just gonna say um, a way to test if if um, if someone's a narcissist would be to put them on a boat boat for a for a um, on a on a crossing or any sort of like long period of time because you realize very quickly like the the thin veneer of of society is broken back um very quickly and you know if if you're a narcissist or not because everyone is so tightly packed together you're not escaping anyone and the small things that you may do at home that like you know um that that no one notices that might be annoying all come out and if you don't change that then that's a clear sign to be honest i would say like if you don't change your um your um like the way you do things because of the context of people around you and like some people i found have a really hard time so when you're on a boat this is a merchant navy ship as well technically so um you have to sign on you have to be on that boat because you're moving like essentially uh customs over the border you're moving people and you're moving stuff so you all have to be on the boat it's all very official um so one person um who, who shall not be named when we went when we got to the azores which is halfway through basically the atlantic um went off and bought a hotel room for the night and to be honest if he had told the captain um it wouldn't have been that bad because he was a guest and not working for the ship, but he didn't tell the caption. He completely thought about himself and we almost got in some serious shit with the custom people for it. And that just shows like, you have to be thinking as a ship. Also like the experience itself is, um, it's like moments of extreme boredom and beauty perpetuated by moments of extreme anxiety like but the thrill you get from anxiety i remember coming into the azores um the most crazy storm probably we we'd had so far we broke a sail <laughs> during that storm which was not good this is a big like um imagine it's called a tool ship uh, uh, or a, it's actually a brigantine i think yeah a brigantine but imagine a pirates of the caribbean sort of ship you know this is a big old one like um Anyway, so we were coming into the Azores and the, uh, it was blowing like absolute mad, really choppy as well. And I was um, set, uh, driving the ship at the time. And so we were not driving, sailing the ship, as you should say. And um, you, you hold on to this like thin bit of rope. Um, it's not that thin, but a bit of rope that dangles from the uh, covering over like the, how would you say it? I don't know, it's, it's like a little thin shelter over the, um, the wheelhouse so you don't get so wet, basically. Um, and you'd hold on to this rope as the boat was swaying back and forth. And um, it was really, really choppy. So it was going sort of like almost perpendicular to the sea and then back over every time. And I remember thinking, what would happen if I just like held the rope and then I didn't sway and I just like put all my weight onto the rope and I saw my legs go straight up 
and basically perpendicular to the sea. And I was oh like, that, it was the most thrilling, like, I, I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> it was, That's it was crazy. So and, That's you know, mad. like, on the same watch as well, I, um, <laughs> we, uh, the, basically, when it does, like, turn, when it, when it, when it um, um, rocks back and forth, sometimes it will splash up a load of seawater and this was going mad and you have to have three people on uh two people on watch but we had three people and a watch leader um and uh two people on either side of the the wheel the the, the cockpit basically the wheelhouse and uh watching out in the seas and i was sitting there and it keeled over and i for some reason i felt like turning away so i did <laughs> and thank god i did because literally about I, I counted three seconds of um, water came past the back of my hood, my spray oh my hood, God. and I didn't get too wet, but it was, it's really like something. Yeah. And also going up the, um, the rafters up into the, um, up, up into the fucking, what do you call them? Come on, Hamish. <laughs> Basically changing the sails on the, the yards. That's what they're called. Yeah, up into the yards is is is, um, is a really fun experience, especially at sea. Um, I love climbing, so I was at home up there, but a lot of people were very, very scared. So you oh, yeah, climb up yeah. onto the stairs, basically. Yeah. That's crazy, because I think that um, a lot of people just, it's a very experienced, like, based thing. So, like, until you experience it, you'll never really understand what it was like. Mm. So, like... Yeah. That's crazy that you actually like went through that. Like it's. I think the one of the best things is just not having a phone as well. No Wi-Fi. Yeah. No. Yeah, like I read so many books. I wrote a play, um, and I wrote oh, wow. loads of poetry. <laughs> yeah, like it's you, you have so much time and. It's basically like you being quarantined, but without yeah. social media. Yeah. No. None of that. Like, and. But it was also like the most beautiful views going by every single second. Like dolphins, the amount of dolphins, whales, saw a baby sperm whale as her mother was diving. Oh, wow. um, I saw a baby playing and she came up and like had a good look at us. Um, saw dolphins like so many times, can't even count them. Every type of dolphin you could want. Um, turtles, loads of jellyfish. Jellyfish are unbelievably beautiful. They really are. They're like, if you see the massive ones, like Man of Wars, um, they really look like freaky shit. <laughs> yeah. And also you'd be up um, like very late at night. Um, so you'd be up when your REM sleep was starting. So you'd see mad hallucinations because you always have to have someone driving the ship. So eventually it's going to come to you when you're like on it. 3 a.m. till like 8 a.m. or something like that, which is called the um, late watch, I think, and then the morning watch. Um, but yeah, um, so you'd you'd look over at like 3 a.m. and you'd see a mermaid or you'd see another ship somewhere <laughs> or like land because you're basically, uh, you know what REM sleep is, right? Yeah, kind of, but not like I've heard the term, but I don't really know what um so it's called it's rapid rapid eye movement sleep um and it's 
after your deep sleep, it's when you dream basically. Um, um, and if you don't get enough, that's when you start getting like psychosis. And right. it, it most, and if you like, if you wake up at 3am, you'll, it, it's visibly noticeable. Like you, you'll mm -hmm. see, all oh, right, there's being, there's a basically something being uh, produced in my brain, which is making me trip a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so we used to have to like, the watch would start at like three. So like, or two, or I think it was three actually. Yeah. So that's when it's like most peak. And you'd be looking over the side, which is already an alien thing because it's pitch black. You can see the most amazing stars, though, usually. Um, and some like the moons I saw are amazing. Yeah. But um, it's already pretty alien. And then you'd, you'd basically just trip. You'd be you'd be seeing random things like you can see why the sailors of old used to believe in, in like mermaids and stuff and like fall to their deaths and jump over the ship and stuff. I can definitely see that. But yeah, yeah. also places I traveled were just amazing, like really cool. Yeah, but like it's such an enticing experience that you went through. Mm. And I think you'll like yeah. no one else will experience it. Obviously, the people that you were with and like were stationed with, mm. like obviously they'll get and like they can like literally like see and like remember everything but I think yeah. when you experience something I think you need to be incredibly like put like your all your attention into that moment because you're never going to get that back I think we live life no, so carelessly and we just like because of social media we're like oh my god let me just check Instagram for a second or let me just well, I check posted, yeah. I posted two photos during that I think, and some stories when I was on land. But the rest of the time was completely off it. Like, and it, it was so freeing. It's, it's such a, uh, I, well, I didn't have a phone before that. I had a Nokia for, for a series of months, which I found, again, very freeing. I mean, I did have my computer, so it wasn't completely. Um, like, isn't, yeah, yeah, technology free, but like still, it was like, not not having it by you, not having it buzzing every second, essentially, yeah. Mm -hmm. That I think that's the best thing that you could possibly have because it just gives you, like, I guess, like, that time away and you have mm. so much time to really, like, for the immerse into, like, yeah, think and just have yeah. that time to self-reflect on, like, what you're doing in life. And I think this quarantine period is a perfect example of, like, something similar that you went through like being away like being like completely like isolated being in this like state where like yeah I think as well like it's pointed out definitely like how unready our society is to die even though it's something that will happen to all of us like the the fear the paranoia that's coming coming around like is just because it makes you confront it makes you realize that shit i might die tomorrow but that's already something that was like something that that could have happened that that was already something a possibility a, a pretty likely possibility as well like uh, um and i think people spend a lot of their time ignoring the idea of death or the the fact that we are all going to die and um i don't think that's a healthy healthy place to start from really in terms of oh yeah yeah i mean it's mindset. it's it's up to interpretation mm -hmm. when it comes to what will happen after or... yeah 
because it's obviously it's on everyone's minds like we all know that we're gonna die eventually like we all know that we're gonna mm. we're going through like yeah we're never gonna and live forever furthermore furthermore like that everything is going to everything is on a path of destruction eventually and like whether that destruction creates rebirth is up to your own opinion but every all this earth in what is it like um, a hundred million or something like that will collide with the sun and we will if there is i don't know which there won't be because we'll already have been too close to the sun to ever harvest life or ever have life on it um but everything all of our monuments all of our internet everything will will die will will be gone I think that's scary for people. Like, I don't think I think, think it's like scary for people, but I think it's like it's more to do with the fact that people can't accept it. People can't accept that there's always mm. an end to anything, everything, and anything that happens in our lives. Like, yeah. you can't have an ongoing experience and like not grow from it, not learn from it, not make a couple of mistakes mm. along the way. Like, that's just what yeah. happens. You're never gonna yeah, have so a perfect experience where you're like, oh my god, everything went exactly the way I planned it to go. Like, no way. Yeah. That doesn't happen. No, but it's it's often, like, our, our hardships that make us, like, in, in terms of how we really view the world, as well as, like, the, the, beauty, the beautiful bits. Like, it's the bits in between. It's, the, like, the hard, the hard work you have to do or, or, like, the things that really make you feel in an uncontrollable way. Like, in, when you cry just because you know you you can't control it you can't keep the tears back that's a real experience just as much as like falling in love is a real experience or or like being happy or like that moment of real happiness when you're with friends you haven't seen for a long time or something like that and you're connecting in a way you never thought you would again or something like that that those are all as real experiences and they're all part of the the game they're all part of the show like they're you're not meant to be happy all the time. There is a culture like only positive vibes. And I'm like, but that's, that's not a real thing. You, if the humans were happy all the time, we would have died out fucking millennia ago. Cause it, it wouldn't, it's not a work. It doesn't work for survival. And it also doesn't work for like genuine happiness because if we're exactly. happy all the time, how do we know? Yeah, exactly. And I think people have to be more open to the fact that we have to be more accepting to the, to anything really like anything can happen in our lives but like we don't know it like we don't understand it really so yeah we're sitting on on top of an iceberg and we we yeah. we've charted out the the iceberg like the top of the iceberg above the water pretty pretty well or mm-hmm. there's still a bit that we don't know about uh, quite a lot actually but um all of the rest of that iceberg under the water is fucking no clue we have no clue and I find this like the why question, which was really important of like in the um, or or how the how question as well is is really lacking. Like we, how does consciousness work? We have no clue. How does um, like um, you know uh, what do they call it when you're put put under for basically um, ex- uh, like uh, operations or something? Oh, is it um... called? 
and anesthetized or something. Yeah, put to sleep. We don't know how that works. We're, yeah. we're using it every day. We don't know why or how it works. And we don't know what sleep mm-hmm. is, really. Makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, a lot of people come into this world because they've been through the school system. And if, like, um, Alan Watts said, everyone's got to have a little bit of rascal in them. And I hate people who don't know that they have it. And if you forget that you're your little bit of rascal during school, then you will come out thinking we've basically figured we know what's going on. And when I die, like I feel like a lot of people think either don't think about death or think when I die, I'm going to be locked in a black box with no, you know, no nothing which isn't an experience like it can't be an experience i mean it's it's really up to interpretation with like whatever you believe in like religiously but like Mm. i think it's we all die it's the same concept we're all gonna die we've lived we're gonna live our lives and then we're gonna die unexpectedly like or unless you'd like find out that you're diagnosed with something yeah but we're all gonna die in general and i think it's accepting that and taking that into terms where you're not constantly criticizing everything you do and like not necessarily saying you're gonna die soon but just saying but I'm just saying that like it's not something you you need to think about like every second of every day but you need to yeah address it before you can really live like yeah like you need to think about the fact that none of this is permanent like the the fact that you're having an experience like Mm -hmm. rather than because that that puts it into context really yeah exactly um i think what what's your opinions on the war on consciousness or the war on drugs as it's called i feel like we go through life like sometimes you do things that you don't really think that you had the capacity of doing and i think Mm. it's an unconscious way of living we're unconsciously doing things that we never thought we would be able to do and I think that's just the way of life. And I think that's just the way your mind works. And I feel with the society now, we put like so yeah. many things into our heads to the point where like our head is literally imploding with so many thoughts and so many ideas of like yeah. what we think is normal and what we like what we see yeah. is like important. No, I, I, I get what you mean. Like there's a theory by tenants well i don't know if it's a theory but terence mckenna um talked about the the idea that time is speeding up um because more and more things are happening because there's like seven billion of us and also like we have access to these like fucking intelligence intelligences which are computers and phones which mean we can literally fire off thousands of different thoughts all at the same time also we're creating millions of different things because there's more of us like you know time in terms of things that are happening us is speeding up because more of it's happening at once um and i definitely agree with that in a way like that we are we're because we're like exponentially growing um Mm -hmm. like more and more things that would take us maybe like hundreds of years to discover um yeah will take us 10 years or something like that like yeah. think of all the things that we've discovered post the industrial revolution yeah. that that are now essential almost for like life and or for modern life yeah exactly like especially like with the lights in our houses with mm. the ventilation with everything that we have really like yeah these things have all come to us because of like what the people before us have 
been through. They've discovered these things. They've experienced things. They've endured like even certain microwave. aspects of life. Yeah, exactly. Like we're X-ray. using these every Mom we're using everyday essentials, and we're like, I think we're literally yeah. like using them and not really like remembering. It's books. <laughs> yeah, we're not yeah. remembering. Like we're literally trying to forget. Like putting it in the back of our like minds that like. Mm these things were created by people these things were heavily researched like yeah what we're using normally is our stuff that like that was that took a long time to create Mm. i like also what i'd like to talk about is something new in science have you heard of the proton effect or the uh the uh, the observed observed proton effect no i haven't it's basically what they did is they fired a bunch of protons through a shield like a a a guard which um and then they put a piece of paper on the other side and where the uh, photons had uh, gone through the paper it made a little hole which they could observe on a a a microscope a very strong microscope um yeah anyway when they did this first um the protons uh went in a wave It, it sort of created a wavy line um, going back and forth of all these protons, and they were wondering how 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 they do that. So they put a camera um, observing the protons as they fired through the shield to see how they did that. And when they did that, the protons um, became in a straight line um, on the on the piece of paper. They repeated this several times. So what they're basically suggesting <coughs> is that. Um, something being observed actually changes the way it acts within the universe right that's pretty revolutionary that's crazy because i feel like like there's so much so much effort put into the things that we see as like normal but to them Mm. at that time it wasn't normal to them at that time it was millions not millions of years but like in some cases yeah millions of years but like in other cases like an immense amount of research an immense amount of testing an immense amount of time and I think, yes, we grow and we evolve, but what we're forgetting is that eventually we won't be able to like live for a very long period of time. And that mm. draws to the next, that like comes to the next point. Like there's an alternative life that we have not yet experienced, mm. but we will when we like pass. We, we won't know what, what we're going to experience. We don't know how we're going to experience yeah. it, but it's an experience that we're going to deal with. It's a self-reflection yeah. period. And I think right now with this quarantine period, it's definitely helped people like yeah. understand what, how they're feeling really and like maybe mend their relationships with people in their lives. Yeah, I definitely like, you know, it forces you into an, an almost mon- monastic style of life, which is that you're not traveling around, you're not drinking much, you're sitting inside usually and you're thinking a lot and... Obviously, we've got social media to distract us now, but like I think also as well, just like the visible effect on on the on the world, like Boers returning to Paris and stuff. Was it Paris? Or was it Berlin? I think it was Berlin. I don't know if you saw that, but like loads of wildlife coming back, and it visibly shows us like our effect on the world, and. Yeah, I think, especially the global emissions. Yeah, yeah. And like right now, I think there's a lot of feeling, especially within the young people, which is like, we can't go back. 
we can't go back to the the way that things were before this has been like a warning almost from mother nature like if we go back something like this is going to happen again mm. we are we've seen another way we've seen what like the the world can be without the emissions and like how how quickly life can return to these places which we have inhabited like you know deers walking through the streets and stuff and i think in if 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 we take this as like a turning point this could be really really beneficial for society like this could you know this could be the thing that 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 makes us change like into i don't know a more as a society in balance with nature rather than fighting or at odds with it you know yeah i mean it's so crazy to the point where like we unconsciously live our way through life and we literally take things for granted so easily everything we touch everything we see we're like oh it's fine it's gonna be there the next day but Mm. (laughs) this is just food show you don't know when your last day is gonna be you don't know what's gonna happen in this world like Things can happen so instantly. Like, this whole year has definitely taught this whole world. How... How quickly, yeah. Yeah, how quickly something can happen and change everyone's lives completely. We've lost so many, like, people with this whole thing. And I think this is going to prove to everyone, like, you need to be careful. You need to, like, really, like, observe Mm. life and live every day, like, live every day to the best you can i think it's about giving back as well like the where this came from is is a place where we were just taking 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 from 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 the environment like a a meat um factory you know or it wasn't a meat factory an open meat market like um i think like nature is alive in a way like the earth is growing us if you could you could say so in a in a way like i think this was a real warning shot like just be careful i'm i i i i don't know that nature nature telling us that you know we have bite too and we've been constantly like destroying nature since the since the industrial revolution that's my dog there with the um squeaky toy in the background (laughs) if anyone can hear that but yeah (laughs) um and i think like um yeah certainly we need to we need to live our lives more in a sense of of play in in a sense of like doing doing things that we actually enjoy rather than just trying to get money and thinking that money will make us happy because it won't like especially if you're not you can play it at things like business as well like i i hear my dad he's an independent management consultant um and i hear him on calls getting really into the call and really into his argument and that's playing like that is still playing but we need to find a way of like doing that where it's not like, okay, some people are allowed to have this experience of playing business and some people have to be PAs or fucking typewriters, basically, like human typewriters. Um, and I don't think that anyone should, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've gone on so many tangents at this conversation, but like, I yeah, think this is all going to be vital and so important that it's an important conversation to have. And I think people, sometimes people can be really scared to talk about it because these issues are so common and like so like known to the world but like no one's mm. no one's that confident and that open to be like yeah this is such an ongoing issue this is so important to bring mm. to light because everyone's just like another thing i must bring to light is the war on drugs now i have very strong opinions on this so there needs to be 
a, a sense of seriousness. Like not even like I, I, I've had so much for a lot of fun on psychedelic trips, like the most amazing, like feelings, like ha- happiness experience 10 times fold. But I didn't come into the experience going, I want to have a good time. I came into the experience being like, I want to learn from this this teacher from the plant from this different state of mind that i'm putting myself in and i think that's very important the only ever bad trip um i had uh was because i wanted something from the substance i went into the substance uh, uh, i set the intention i want to write an album or i want to write a song and then it kicked my ass it was like i don't give a shit what you want <laughs> basically was what it's saying it's like I'm going to show you experiences and I basically felt um breath and I felt how essential that is for life and every single like breath was like me hanging on to life and every single second felt um felt like uh like you know and also this was just before coronavirus really kicked off and I felt the feeling of like this paranoia around me because a lot of times you're very suggestible and um you you also you have increased what's it called interpersonary senses senses or something like that basically you can feel what other people are feeling um so that paranoia was very very evident there um but yes Again, I say bad trip, but I really learned a lot from it. And I, I came after the trip. I had an existential crisis for the next two days. And then I really developed my idea of... Um, it really made me face the idea of death, actually, which I think is a, is a good thing. Anyway, also the war on drugs... Yeah. ...is just the most ridiculous, probably, thing that we're doing right now. We know it's not working. We know that people are still taking drugs. <clears throat> we know a lot of the drugs that we've um, banned are less dangerous than the drugs we haven't. Like marijuana is less dangerous than alcohol, less dangerous than tobacco in terms of long-term effect. Like yeah. mar- uh, It's also like psychedelics. No one's ever had an overdose of psychedelics. People have jumped out of the window because mm-hmm. they thought they could fly. But if someone thinks it's that stupid that they think they can fly, they shouldn't really be taking acid. Like, yeah, it's not the drug. It's all (laughs) due to the person, like that, like that person, and how their brain is working and how they Mm. intercept new like things, like especially like Mm. with when it comes to like drugs and alcohol. I think the perception that people use, and I think this is such a horrible thing, is that people are like, oh, sorry, I was drunk. Oh, sorry, I was on this. So that's why Mm. people, like, even if people are completely conscious and they're so aware of what they're doing, they're, like, using that as an excuse to be horrible. And I feel like Mm. unless unless you understand what you're going through and unless you have enough experience with that specific substance you can't really say that because like yeah. there's so many people that you need me like oh sorry <laughs> like i can't be i can't excuse what i'm doing but like i was on drugs or i was i was drunk like that's my excuse for being the way i was but like it's just like 
How is that really yeah, an but excuse? Some, but I think especially alcohol, actually, especially for me, it changes who I am. I, I, I am not the same person on alcohol as I am normally or sober. Like, it really does for me. Like, I think for certain people, like, I become much more of a bad person when I'm on alcohol. And, I, like, I've had to really look at myself and, and, and stop drinking so much. I, I do drugs, to be honest, so I can't really talk. But for some people, that's how it works. For some people, they, they, they become absolutely awful on, you know, three shots of whiskey and want to hit someone. And for some people, and then they take, I don't know, um, like MDMA and they, they don't want that. And I, I think also like the, the society that these drugs create is very different to like depending on the drug like if everyone smoked marijuana instead of had um had like drunk during uh, bar fights would be a thing of the past like the last thing you want to do when you're smoking weed is fight pretty much like you're that and also psychedelics have been part of our like spiritual culture for so long like we're talking cave painting peoples. There's like, uh, there was a, 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 a study done by a South African, I think, um, journal about the cave paintings being linked to um, the psychedelic experience and how they, they, they um, that might have been the reason for our artistic um, development was actually psychedelics. Um, they're very, they're all around the world. We've been using them for thousands of years in our, in our, in, in a shamanic way. And, um, yeah, I just think also like the effects on society, especially on, um, minorities have been so large that it doesn't justify, uh, the means don't justify the end anymore. Like what is the end is what we have no people smoking weed. There was a, a a quote from Joe Rogan again. I think it was Joe Rogan who said it. It's like, the way to think about it is like, if you were four people on an island and you were the only four people on earth and one of you wanted to smoke weed, would you then lock that person in a box for smoking weed? Yeah. It's like something we have to deliberately like look at is we are we are locking people with, we're taking away the liberty of people for a plant, for changing their own consciousnesses, for changing that, like, for a plant that's done no harm and has been used by people for thousands of years. Yeah. I feel like it's just, again, it's an ongoing topic, it's an ongoing discussion that, like, I feel mm. until people are really fully, like, immersed in it and, like, they can fully like they can have an open mind and they can have that conversation no one is going to be able to figure out how to go about it or where to yeah. go from it like i think especially when it comes to like alcohol when it comes to substance use it's down to how you really oh. like choose to hold yourself and how you really choose to do what you have yeah. to do to make you happy and 
at the end of the day, it shouldn't be frowned upon if you do it. Like, I know there's so many connotations, and like, if you look up, like, yeah, drunk, What's... if you look up drugs, like, there's such a negative impact that people yeah. have on themselves when, when they think about it. And I think you need to well, get you... people go through this and people are in dear, like people are like having this experience and like, we're never going to go far from it. We're never going to, I guess, like grow as people. If we continue to judge, if we continue to, misconstrued well, we, information we, drug drug users um have become like the witches basically of today it's like we are the 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 like the paranoia which can which can basically allow the government to control the masses is like create a problem within their state create an enemy within the walls essentially is what they're doing um and it's just ridiculous. Like, it doesn't work. We know Portugal's decriminalized all drugs and they've had a, like, literally a massive reduction in the amount of heroin users. They had a heroin epidemic, like, uh, before. Look at the system that, like, I think a lot of people don't realize as well that even though um, the government has the guise of power, has the, we're, is putting, we're allowing them power if we don't want something, we just don't follow the laws and they, they are no longer laws. They become like, look at London with marijuana. It's basically become decriminalized because no one fucking believes the laws. No one applies the laws. If, if the law was, um, you're not allowed to wear sunglasses and everyone wore sunglasses, the law would not be enforced. It's impossible. So, I think we really need to take like a movement like which is just not doing what the government says if we don't believe in that like obviously yeah. there are there are laws but the thing should be like the the way we should set up laws which would be very simple is if it harm not do as thou will if it does not harm someone else mm -hmm. do what you want yeah another thing is that again, this is, this is another example of how like we're stuck in a system. We're literally mm. following these people who are literally still learning about their lives, like still learning like if what they think, what they're yeah, deciding they is like good enough. And it's just like, why are we following people who are fully incapable of like making that decision? Mm. And I yeah, think yeah. that's, that just proves to show how like, we haven't grown. We haven't grown as a society. No, we haven't. I, the thing is about liberalism is it, it, it says one of its key tenets, core tenets, is that people are naturally um, selfish and they're naturally out for themselves. Now, I what we. That. Yeah? Huh? Sorry? I no, I completely get that because I feel like when it comes to people making decisions for others, Mm. you have this ongoing thought in the back of your head like is this for me like yeah. and what can I get out of this yeah and I feel like the politicians ex especially 
are only yeah. looking for what they will get and how this will benefit them. I don't think all of them, but I think as well, like it's right. So people are naturally selfish. So what should we do? Put a small amount of people in charge of everyone else. Like put a small amount of naturally selfish people who can exploit the system in charge of everyone else. That's the best system for everyone yeah. being naturally selfish. Bullshit. Like complete lies. Like it's, it's, it's a new, we've got a new um, oligarchy, which is an oligarchy of money. If you have enough money in the world, you can do whatever you want, whatever, however sordid. We saw this with, with the Epstein case, however disgusting, like you can do whatever you want. The new royalty. It's when you have power, it's a different story. And I think mm. it's it's proven in everything. Like the royals do, especially like, I'm not going to bash the royals or like anyone mm. in like that high power. But like, I will. It just I will. <laughs> if people have that authority, if people have that power, they use their the influence. To change that, to change that rule for them, and I feel like that's yeah. so unfair. How 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 could you like? How could you like allow that for like something for that to happen? If it was someone else, if it was someone else like who went through the same situation, it would be a completely different story. Mm. Entirely. Yeah, well, it's, it's like the royals have got like a fucking good deal, essentially. It's like, we have no bloody revolution, although we already did, let's be honest, like in the 16th century. But we have no bloody revolution and um, you stay, you get to do all the shit that you've been doing for the last thousands of years, like living in luxury, etc. That's what the deal was, basically. But um, I don't know, more and more, it's become, the, the thing is like, they're, the royals aren't doing anything bad. Like, they're not opposing the government. There's a convention no. whereby the, yeah. the queen will sign anything. They're not doing anything bad. But they're still taking a lot of money, and they've still got a lot of money, which isn't given back to the people, which you, no. which you had during. Like, so I don't really support the royals. I just think they're a bit backwards. And it's all a bit, like, it's to sell fucking Tiffin cases. It's not to do anything. It, it, it doesn't really have a point. Yeah. It's our no, lizard brain. what you're saying. Yeah. The ceremony aspect and stuff, tradition and all that. Mm-hmm. You can say there's like a certain like misconception placed against like what's right and what's wrong. And... Mm with this like again society and culture in general people <laughs> the first thing that people do is there's so many like things and like ret- retrospectives that come into our lives and we don't realize it but mm. we're incredibly unfair <laughs> as a human yeah. race we're so yeah, unfair we're, we're- yeah, I think, well, the thing is, like, that's actually a thing about living in Malaysia and living out in in um, in poorer countries, is that you are confronted with how, like, evil the West is. Like, it may not intend to be evil, but it fucking is. 
like the the exportation of the working classes it 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 means that we don't see it we don't have to dirty our noses essentially with poor people but the rest of the world is fucking poor and we're exploiting them and and like it cannot it cannot remain it will not remain china's already like starting to uh, uh develop a, a significant middle class and like it will not remain one of china has the biggest army in the world is it now yeah or north north korea no it's us actually it might be the us but china has one of the biggest armies in the world really advanced armies we cannot remain to like keep this system in place and we pretend that it's not our fault because we have this thing about like nations so nations ruling themselves but that's bullshit as well because we're all connected globally in the economy like we are we are one planet like this whole idea of nationalism i think is backwards actually to be honest i think we should be helping each other as one human race and one planet more than that not just a human race as to preserve this this blue gem this blue and green gem that has like yeah. we've, we've landed on it's like we have this cult-like way of yeah. thinking and it's so yeah. direct and it's so systematic and it's so it's so small and it's like this tiny like narrow yeah. like Double. pathway and it's just like if you steer out of it you're gonna be like if you steer out of it you're gonna be you're gonna be reprimanded by people people are gonna be like so horrible about what like your mindset and what you think and i think it's just it proves to show how there's a lack of growth and i think Hmm. this is like what we've talked talked about like here is so important and people really need to know and we need to open up this discussion so if anyone has anything else to say like leave it in the comments of hamish's um post i'm posting on the instagram but yeah like mm. it's so important to keep this conversation going keep it flowing because yeah. everyone's entitled to their own opinion obviously like we're not speaking for everyone else but we're speaking from how we feel personally and like yeah yeah just keep the conversation going and like keep watch of the outside keep monitor your governments especially in, like during this time um do what they say probably like stay home um and all of that but just monitor them and make sure that they don't overstep hungary for example like that was a real bad thing they've given over sole control to a leader so it's basically mm -hmm. a tyranny now um yeah and so just yeah watch that i this shows as well how easily we give over control to governments like yeah. how easy we can be whipped up into paranoia like um, the amount of amount of lack of like supplies that we had like yeah. because we're so used to relying on other people to give us food to have these resources mm. we don't know how to fend for ourselves sometimes and that's especially during a pandemic that's incredibly crucial yeah that's that's what we need and um yeah i just think as well like the tories reaction has been okay like but let's be honest here like a lot of it is show rather than effect um like the clap for the nhs thing come on don't clap for the nhs give them more fucking funding <laughs> that's what i'm saying 
Like, I understand yeah. it's a good initiative. It, it it's a good initiative. Them. It's heartwarming. But, it, but, but it's what is the government board. doing? What is the government doing? Like, the government isn't doing anything. They're not supporting it. They're... Yeah, it's like, okay, it's a, it's, a, it's a cherry on the icing. Like, it's a cherry on the top of the cake. If they'd made the fucking cake, fair enough. But they've just given us the cherry. Like, it's 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 not it's not that good. Um, PPE, like the scandal of using um, old and like equipment that wasn't uh, wasn't up to date or wasn't working at all or didn't fit, just showed how unprepared we are and how unprepared the government is. And like, yeah, sure, it's really like. Yeah, it's shown like how how we all well. yeah we all tend to forget how important certain things in our lives are, and obviously like a big yeah. aspect of this whole quarantine be- period, and people have been like complaining about is um so the social aspect of things and like yeah. going about your everyday yeah. life, but like the reason that we we were going through this right now is because we were so careless. We didn't mm. care about every everyday life. It was so life is yeah say. life distance plus um, loss of life equals no one cares or yeah. change of race. That tends to be as well. It's it's a really fucked up way of thinking. I think we are changing from it. I think we're like slowly evolving into a a society that that actually you know recognizes the problems that we're having but it will take some time and it takes a conversation you know it takes a bunch of people talking and creating and then then creating and then doing actions but yeah yeah i think that's we've covered so much and i feel like this is like a like definitely like a conversation that needs to be heard by other people because it's important and i think it opens the barriers to people being more, you could say, transparent about how they feel. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I think we're going to end off on what you would say to yourself before you, you move back. If you could talk to yourself when you were 16, what would you tell that 16-year-old? boy who just so, finished his GCSEs was just about to move back to the UK I would say um, start learning guitar earlier um, and don't get um, like pulled into the to the the uh, right wing culture which I got pulled into for about two months um, I would say well I'd probably say like you don't even know the start of what's going to happen to you in the next two years, but just like go with the flow and don't come into anything with the expectation. I would, I would definitely, yeah, something like that. Like you, you, everything that you think is going to happen in your life at this point is not the direction you're going in any way. <laughs> like, yeah. cause I thought I would, at the beginning of sixth form, I had fucking good GCSEs. Um, I thought I would go to a uni, like I thought I would, but yeah, you applied to Royal Away. You applied to the same uni I was going to. Oh, I did. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you so there much for being a part of the podcast. 
Yeah, thank like, you. This has been so cool because like, this is something that we never talked about in school. And I think yeah. what's funny is that like, I think I never... as well, like everyone's developing as a person in school. They're not the real people they turn out to be. And yeah. I usually prefer the people who they turn out to be like mm-hmm. a lot more than the people they were in school. Like I met yeah, exactly. some of the people who were like that real right wing bullshit <laughs> after school. And they're not like that anymore at all. Like they're completely normal people and all the bits of them that I actually like, you know, liked, um, have increased and all of the bits that I didn't like have decreased so I think we change as well so like Mm -hmm. yeah what was your first impression of me I can't remember it was like years ago you came up to talk to me though no I didn't Um, (laughs) I don't remember I don't remember yeah and my mum really liked you oh really yeah she was like, that Shafiq girl is very nice about you. She was talking to herself after the performance or something like that. Oh, bless. <laughs> it's cute. I don't know. I don't know what my first impressions of you were. Because, well, to be honest, we've been friends for a while. So whatever yeah. they were, they're probably being replaced. Long by gone by now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for everything. And no problem. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye bye.